0: The Dreamcast Hour. Okay, so we had a little bit of overrun there from PT, but it's all good, so welcome to the show. It's a slightly late start aside. So, after the end of last episode, I put up a poll to see what you guys wanted to hear. These were three of the most requested episodes, and you guys came in your masses to vote. These episodes were... Uh, these episodes were an episode based on RPGs, an episode on arcade ports, and an episode on indie games. But before we find out what's the topic of the episode we'll of course need to boot up the console. Okay, and welcome back to the show. That was a rather sudden cut, but that... what was that? Mm, brilliant, I didn't write that down. <laughs> Lovely. So that was Crazy Taxi Music, and that was a hint, maybe, towards what the episode is, but we're still not revealing that yet. So, we got some news to talk about before we go into that, and um, it's been a decent amount of Dreamcast news this week. So first up, a dreamcast style T-shirt is now available for sale from Urban Outfitters. A few years back, a few poorly, poorly made Dreamcast shirts went up for sale on eBay, most notably they had the blue Dreamcast, Dreamcast swirl with Japanese writing on it. Although that doesn't make much sense, it seems like they were likely mass produced by some company in China, since similar shirts for different consoles are up for sale on their eBay page. Nobody really paid much attention to these shirts, because who has time to, who has time to dwell on poorly, poorly made unofficial SEGA merch? Well, these shirts have recently come back in people's interest as incredibly similar shirts are now up for sale in the UK Fashion High Street Store Urban Outfitters. These shirts look awful, they make no sense, I'm surprised they're officially endorsed, and there are better Dreamcast products to spend your £30 on if you ask me. Sorry, (laughs) dry throat today. Had to take a drink there quickly. So, uh, let's see what the Discord is saying about this. Um, true ask from Urban Outfitters. Yes, like, the, high, the the store. Like, in person you can go and see these. I was really tempted to see if there's one locally, just so I could see if they had the Dreamcast shirt or not, because I want to see how bad this thing really is in person. Um, let's see what else we got. Aha, uh-huh, here we go. The official Dreamcast European servicing manual has been released online. By the same man who was responsible for the release of the official Mega Drive Dreamcast emulator that we covered back in episode 5. The manual contains detailed diagrams for almost every part of the console. If you ever feel like repairing an old Dreamcast, I'm sure this manual will be in handy to you. You can grab a .pdf copy through the dreamcastjunkyard.co.uk. And last up in the news today, the Assembler Games Twitter's back at it again with interesting pieces of hardware. They posted images of development. Uh, they posted images of Dreamcast development kits, Dreamcast system disc, a version of Windows CE toolkit for Dreamcast, GD-ROM writers for the Dreamcast, um, a console, of prototype BIOS, the original price of the dev kits, twenty-four thousand three hundred US dollars, a Dreamcast with a metal heat pipe and a metal fan, and most interestingly of all, a rectangular Dreamcast game any of these images sound interesting to you, you can have a look at them over on the Assembler Games Twitter, which is at Assembler Games. And that's it for the news this week. I'd like to give my usual thanks to the people over the, uh, over at the Dreamcast Junkyard for keeping me up to date with all the news as it went on, but also thank you to the people over at Assembler Games for the great prototype images, and also helping me and others when we had questions about the images. Let's see what the Discord has to say about this. <laughs> uh, True says, my fashion sense never... Means I never leave the house, let's throw an end to clothing shops. I mean, you could always order the Dreamcast shirts online, although they're absolutely hideous, so I don't know why you do that. That just seems like a bad idea to me. Um, I'll probably end up posting a picture of the shirt in the Discord after the break, because it is a very interesting design. But for now, why don't we have some music? So let's see what this is. Uh, oh, I have to just scroll back up through notes. Okay, this is Ikaruga Chapter 3, Faith. Enjoy. So uh, before we get into the episode, I just would like to say I, I did give you guys quite clear hints as to um, what the episode was about because at first we played Crazy Taxi Music and let me actually check what song I did play because that's going to drive me insane. Uh, buh, 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 buh. I, whew, I don't know what I played. <laughs> that's how good I am. Um, so we played Crazy Taxi Music and then we played Ikaruga Music and um, if you don't know what they are, they're both... Arcade ports for the Dreamcast. So that was what your final votes lead, led towards. So today we're going to be talking about arcade ports for the Dreamcast. So why don't we start off with Sega ports. So, Dreamcast e- Dreamcast arcade ports were easy enough to make due to the release of the Naomi arca- arcade hardware by Sega, an arcade board that ran on similar hardware to the Dreamcast, making the po- making the porting process significantly easier for the teams who wanted to put their games on both the Naomi and the Dreamcast. With it being the Sega's own hardware, of course they knew it best, so they were the ones to release the most games for it, with most of them being ported to their home console at some point to maximise profits for the game. Famous Dreamcast games such as Crazy Taxi, Samba Amigo, House of the Dead 2 and, Ty- and The Typing of the Dead all started, at- all started out life on the-, on the Naomi arcade board. Since the hardware was so similar, not really a whole lot had to be changed in these games in order to make them for the Dreamcast, so what results is in very close to accurate arcade ports. Sega's own arcade ports on the Dreamcast include Crazy Taxi, House of the Dead 2, The Typing of the Dead 2, Puyo Pop Fever, SambaD Amigo, SambaD Amigo version 2000, Ferrari F355 Challenge, Guilty Gear X, Sega Tetris, Sega Marine Fishing, Virtua Tennis 1 and 2, and Virtua Striker 2. Got any opinions on any of these games? Well, be sure to post them on the Discord or if you're feeling up to it, post them on the. Oh, wait. So. Post them on the Discord, which is slash discord post them on the Twitter, which is at Radio Sega, or post them on the Facebook page, which is Radio Sega. Typing of the Dead isn't Sega, according to I No. It technically wasn't, but at the same time it was a modification of a Sega game, so that's why I counted it in that section. Uh, True says Soul Calibur is the best arcade game ever. Um, we'll be talking about that later on, it's just I bundled all the Sega-related stuff into the first bit. Am I going to play some Macarena? I, no. I might play some Samba, but I'm not going to play some Macarena. I can confirm that for you right now. So I guess I should give my opinions on these games quickly. So, uh, Crazy Taxi, incredibly fun game. The Dreamcast version was slightly better, but the arcade version still fun when you have the offspring and, and bad religion you know, blasting. So, um, we've also got House of the Dead 2. That is a very fun game, and especially a good Dreamcast port as well, because... You do obviously need the light gun which requires a CRT, but if you have those things then get this because it's probably the best House of the Dead game. People do like Overkill, but I think this is the best one personally. Typing of the Dead, it's House of the Dead 2 with a keyboard. It is very fun, but its novelty wears off. Poo Pop Fever, it's a, it's an okay P.O. game. I'd much prefer to play uh, you know, one of the classics or Puyo Tetris. Samba Amigo and Samba Amigo version 2000, very fun, much better than their Wii counterparts. Especially when you have the Maracas, because they did actually port the Maraca peripherals back over to the Trimcast, which we talked about in episode 6, so you should go and give that a listen once you're done with this one, of course. Uh, Ferrari FV55 Challenge, also talked about that in episode 5. That was a very good game, did enjoy that. Guilty Gear X, haven't really played much of it. Sega Tetris, I can't imagine it's two different other Tetris except like maybe a bit more basic. Sega Marine Fishing, once again it's a bit like Sega Bass Fishing and I've played that and that was quite a fun game. Virtual Tennis 1 and 2 never played and Virtual Striker 2 never played. So, uh, um, Jamie aka Mr. Wonderman aka PT Kick aka Green Pepper 8 asked, What's about the light gun getting developed for HDTVs? That is a thing but like £160 to get it, mo- sorry. Hundred and sixty dollars to get that modified and it's just not worth it. Jamie also says I can't ha- can't stand hearing Puyo Pop Fever these days, it's Puyo Puyo Fever. Yes it is. That that should be what it's called, but they changed the name for whatever reason. But anyway, um why don't we play a why don't we play a song from one of those games? Yes, I like the sound of that. Um and I did lie to you because uh his Macarona from Samuel Amigo.
1: You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music
2: 24 7. Sega!
0: And we are back, and I did tell a bit of a lie because that was uh, Macarena from San Amigo after I said I wouldn't play Macarena from San Amigo. Oh, well, technically it's not from Sanford Amigo, but it was one of the songs in Sanford Amigo. don't be pedantic. Okay, so anyway, now we're going to be talking about one of the other big three arcade porters for the Dreamcast, and that was Capcom. So, although although they didn't release as many arcade ports as Sega did, they still had a lot of arcades, arcade games ported to the Dreamcast, mostly from the Naomi hardware, as with most Dreamcast arcade ports. Capcom's ports are known for being fairly arcade accurate, although some games have more accurate versions available such as the PS1 and 2 versions of Power Stone. However, the Dreamcast versions of some games, such as Marvel vs Capcom 2, are the most accurate versions out there, so Capcom ports seem to be a bit of a mixed bag on the Dreamcast. Ports released by Capcom on the Dreamcast include Power Stone 1 and 2, Gigawing 1 and 2, Capcom vs SNK and Marvel vs Capcom 2. So, once again, want to know your opinions, so get them rolling in. But in the meantime, I may as well list my opinions. Power Stone 1 and 2, very fun fighting game. Um, I'm going to admit something, haven't played the Dreamcast versions. I know, I should get to that. Uh, I'm thinking about importing the Japanese versions just because I've heard they're a bit cheaper. Um, I have played the PSP versions though on the Power Stone collection and I did enjoy that. So maybe I should be getting into the uh, Dreamcast version. Gigawing 1 and 2, from what I've played like, briefly, they were quite fun, or at least the first one was. I haven't played the second one. Capcom vs SNK, I'm awful at fighters, but that one seemed fun, and same with Marvel vs Capcom 2. And Marvel vs Capcom 2 on the Dreamcast has become a bit of a cult classic, because apparently that's the best version out of all the remakes they've made, so... People at, at fighting game tournaments still bring around their Dreamcast just so they can play Marvel vs Capcom 2, so that's got to count for something, right? So, i Iain1980 says, I love Capcom, they really love the Dreamcast. Um... Let's see what other opinions people get in. Actually, I should probably check the Twitter to see if people have been bringing in opinions. (laughs) Okay, according to True on the uh, Discord. uh, Not Discord, sorry. On the Twitter, democracy doesn't work. Yes. (sighs) Blame democracy. Um... Jamie asks, "Power Stone is on the PSP." I don't know if that was meant to be a question, but yes, Power Stone One and Two are in a collection for the PSP. I'd recommend you pick them up because they're really good ports of Power Stone One and Two. Uh, I says, "Unlike e- oh, um, good, referring to the loving Capcom, and says I want Street Fighter 2X, and also unlike EA, who I hate. Ah, uh, yes, uh, I don't think any Sega fan likes EA." Or any uh fan of video games who doesn't like sports games in general, because no no one really likes EA. They're making the they're making video games terrible. In my opinion, outside their sports games. It's just like glitchy buggy messes released just you know, meet the holiday window. Anyway, we're not talking about EA, we're talking about the Dreamcast. So um, if no one else has any other opinions we might go on to the next music break, so let's let's see what we have for the next music break. Oh, uh Jamie says EA is great. And let's just wait for other people actually quickly. I says sports games are great as long as they're not EA. I do agree. Sports games can be great. Nolly uh, Quinn says to think EA once made SSX tricky. That was an amazing game. I love this SSX tricky. I also love the um, like the Street, the Street games, like like FIFA Street and NBA Street. They were always quite fun because they played nothing like a sports game. Uh oh yeah good oh yeah, ISS virtual tennis virtual tennis and Virtuous soccer yeah they were good sports games had to talk about them because they were on the dreamcast after all um I'm struggling with things to talk about now uh that will anyone else have any other opinions that's my question maybe um I think that's all for Capcom and I already listed all my opinions so in that case Uh, The next song break will be Clock Tower Stage from Marvel vs. Capcom 2, so enjoy. Okay, so don't know if that just came across across on the stream, but um, the the sound got a bit screwy for a second, hopefully it didn't, and um, uh, while I was gone I accidentally sparked a war about EA, so uh, that's fun, but um, what what, what song was that? (laughs) That was Clock Tower Stage from Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So we've only got one more group of people to talk about now. And th- this episode's really short. I'm actually kind of surprised. We're going to have to pad this out a bit. <laughs> let's hope the Discord calling can do that for us. Yes. Hashtag self-deprecating humour. So, let's talk about Namco. So, initially I anticipated there to be more Namco games to talk about. However, I soon discovered they only ever made two Dreamcast ports. Soul Calibur and Namco Museum. I'll quickly brush over Namco Museum, since there's not that much to it and people want me to focus on the other port. The game is just a port of old, tired arcade versions of Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga, Galaxian, Dig Dug and Pole Position. The game doesn't really have that much new to it and if you've played any of these games before, playing them with a Dreamcast controller in hand won't really change the experience. So now, let's go on to the Namco game that I think everyone was truly waiting for, Soul Calibur. The game was originally developed for the Namco System 12 arcade board and was reported and it was ported to the Dreamcast with improved graphics and new features, due to it being the most powerful system at the time of the game's release. The Dreamcast version is infamous, in a good way, for actually being better than the arcade original, which not many home console ports have the pleasure of announcing. The game is technically second in the, si- second in the series, being preceded by Soul Edge. The game released on August 5th, 2000 in Japan... Uh, that's not... Is that right? I, I think that's right. August 5th, 2000, or maybe it's 1999, I don't know. August 5th, 1999/2000. I don't know. Maybe I got my dates muddled up. September 9th, 1999 in the U.S. and December 1st, 1999 in Europe. The game itself is a weapon-based fighting, weapon-based 3D fighting game. The game is often praised for being one of the best Dreamcast games, but also one of the best and most innovative fighting games of all time. Once again, have you guys got an opinion on Soul Calibur? If you have, be sure to drop it in the Discord or drop it on the Twitter or drop it on the Facebook if you're feeling, you know, up to that. So I'm actually just gonna check the release date. Yes, I did get it wrong. It was August 5th 1999. Silly Viper. Um. So I guess I should probably give my opinions on both these games then. Namco Museum... Don't really care, if I'm honest, you know. It's ports of Namco games that we've all played a million times. It's not much better than the other Namgo ports, really. In fact, it's probably worse than, say, the ones on the PS1, just because it doesn't have any of those nice extras. And also the ones on PS1 had that, like, museum you could walk around, I think. That that would have been cool if they ported that to the Dreamcast version, you know. That that would have actually made it sort, sort of fun. Um, as for Soul Calibur, very fun fighting game. Um, I picked up a copy uh, back in... August and I was like hooked to it for a, f- a few days <laughs> and what can I say really fun fighting game like I said awful at fighting games but if if there's a good one I can still enjoy it despite being absolute hot tier trash Pff, if you enjoy fighting games I guess play it if not play it anyway because it's a great game and it also has great music which you may be hearing in a second so um, let's read the discord True said... uh, Wait, that's to do with EA. (laughs) I'm going to have to read through all this in a second. Uh, Right, okay, so um, this is going to be ironic considering the comments afterwards, but um, I don't know how to pronounce this. Siegfried, 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 whatever was my gaming boyfriend according to True because he was awesome and blonde with the big sword and apparently uh, dated a guy briefly couldn't pronounce his name right. Instant turnoff. Yes it was, (laughs) just drop them if they can't pronounce the names, you know, (laughs) I don't know really, brilliant. Um, uh, True says it was a great game anyway, and then Espike says "Would they try saying it as Seigfried, like fried food, yeah, I'm also bad, Um, I can confirm that I am a real turnoff because I cannot pronounce the, the name of a fictional character. So, um, you know, everyone should leave me alone, I guess. Yeah, forever lonely. Or forever alone. Damn it, I messed that up as well. Uh, True says, yeah, something like that. I can't remember. The sad thing is that I can pronounce his actual name. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Especesis, it's taking effort for me to say it wrong. Well, get good, because I can say it wrong with, you know, no. I don't need any. I don't need to take any effort to say it wrong. I just do it because you know the British way of life. You just say everything wrong, and then get complained at. Uh, Jamie says just drop the person in your relationship if they don't know their ice cap. Um, just don't, don't bring up ice cap. Just, and if you're gonna bring up ice cap, just go for the free spellings already. Get good or get terrible according to mm, oh, I mean, I was never good in the first place, so, and I was always terrible, so I don't really need to get terrible. Oh, um, according to true is pronounced, S- Siegfried, that really didn't help me at all, <laughs> but thank you so much for that, so uh, if no one else has got any other opinions, we might go on to our next music break, so what is our next music break, well that's a good question, and uh, you know, doing this off the top of my head's always fun, um, this is Duelist, Duelist? I'm going to guess that's Duelist, from Soul Calibur. um, you know. Enjoy! Where you can hear the Sonic 06 extras menu music that can only mean one thing it's time for everyone's favorite segment where they enjoy to mock me it's time for airing the ch- no it's time for the discord call in so how would you join the discord call in? that is a good f- that is a good question my friend so to join the discord call in all you have to do is join our discord chat over at sc.ga, and from there you'll need to join the chill out to join the call so if you have an opinion on any of the games we talked about today or perhaps you just want to talk about RPGs because you know, you, you live life on the edge like that. Then why not join the chill out right now for a chance of being in the cool. So while I wait for that, uh, why don't we read the, ch- why don't we read the chat? So basically, Jamie is currently destroying me because I'm unable to, well, not me. Sorry, the person who tagged this album was unable to. Well, Soul Calibur correctly. So that's why there was a space in between. You know that's why there was a space in between the letters I cannot speak today I don't know if you can tell someone joined and tell him how to pronounce stuff uh, no. no no true I will not do that according to Rav Sieg it's Sieg freed thank you <laughs> well you said it was oh, Rav Sieg said it was the Sieg part was pronounced the same as the end of his last name because why ah, words escape me because that's where the inspiration for the last part of the name came from so the hashtag the more you know Yeah. so now that we've got our usual band of culprits together what would you say we invite them to the madness let's turn this down a slight bit why don't we drag him out to his unbeknowing Um, I I don't know how to finish the sentence Welcome to the show Jamie Oh come on I wasn't expecting this Hmm there's two people here Who could be dragged into the Oh it's me oh what a shock (laughs) Come on you could have dragged Die High first Yeah but you went on last episode so I had to make up for that Didn't I Yeah but like you say it's just the two of us In the chill out Just the (laughs) two of you okay So what would you like to talk about today Good sir uh yeah Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> Perfect. What would you actually like to talk about today? Let's talk about
1: uh let's talk about Samba Amigo.
0: Why not? So go ahead with your conversation.
1: So Samba De Amigo was a game I never had the chance to uh experience the original on the Dreamcast. But it's something I'd probably like to play at the arcade where, while embarrassing myself holding two fake maracas.
0: I'd love to see you do that. Like, if you're gonna do that, just please film it. But I think, <laughs> I think you come from the same place a lot of people come from, in that no one's actually played the Dreamcast original with, with the maracas, unless, you know, they have a lot of disposable income.
1: I have played the Wii part, though.
0: I think most people have, including Aya, who just said I got it on the Wii.
1: Is it a part? Is it a remake? Is it a sequel? It's in that grey area. It,
0: it doesn't feel different enough to be a sequel, because like, every single rhythm game has a lot of differences. It feels way too similar to the first, but it feels... I don't,
1: I don't know. The Miku games feel the same to me, so...
0: Well, yeah, but like, stuff changes between the games.
1: like Like...
0: Like the gimmicks was... in in the actual rhythm game itself, like Future Tone has the sliding and the um, what's the other one in Future Tone? It has the sli- oh, and it has the holds where you have to like hold two buttons at the same time, whereas uh, F has the scratching, you know. So like every dif- every rhythm game has differences between it, but the Samba games didn't really ever seem to have that much difference between them, which would lead me to the... this, it's more of a remake.
1: What about the DDR game, the dance? Uh... Uh, the Konami uh, DDR games.
0: Well, even then, they have, like, different song selections, and Samba Amigo seems to have the same song selection, pretty much, between the two I games.
1: Don't, I don't know. I believe that some of the songs are shared across some of the versions, so...
0: Okay, right, good. You have a good point, but anyway, so... So, yeah, it was, uh...
1: When I first uh, experienced Samba Amigo, it was weird that they had the two uh, Wii Remote option.
0: Were you one of those poor people who didn't own a
1: nunchuck? Oh no! (laughs) The nunchuck comes with the console.
0: Were you one of those poor people who destroyed the nunchuck?
1: No, I was just surprised that there was a game that allowed for two Wii Wii remotes for one
0: player. It was a very strange feature, because I mean pretty much everyone owns a nunchuck. Especially considering, like you said, it comes with a console.
1: Yeah, I was expecting just a Nunchuck and Wii Remote, or at least just a Wii Remote, you know. Then again, that would be weird, having one more in your hand.
0: That would be incredibly weird. <laughs> uh, like, like, I think that was the most accessible thing, because everyone wa- owns a Wii Remote and Nunchuck, or two Wii Remotes. And plus, the, the Wii version was incredibly cheap, because I think it got heavily discounted, just because people... It wasn't, like, a number one Sega franchise, so not a lot of people bought it.
1: I think I bought it pre-owned for £2?
0: I bought it brand new for about that same price, so yeah.
1: (laughs) Poor Sega.
0: If it was a poor game as well, let's be fair, it wasn't very accurate, as True seemed to say. Apparently, playing with two Wii Remotes was more accurate. Hmm, I should try that. The game's sitting on my shelf.
1: Then again, it wasn't even done by the same developers as the original.
0: It was. Gearbox, wasn't it? Who did this one? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was Gearbox for the Wii version, but it was Sonic Team who developed the original.
0: Yeah, Sonic Team, in their usual state of being forced to make Sonic games in the modern day, they're not allowed to make their own stuff anymore.
1: But then again, when did Samba D Migo come out? Because there was also focusing on uh, Knights, I believe, around about the same time.
0: Uh, I don't think they were. Samba D. Uh, Knights was 1996. I was on about Knight's Journey of Dreams on the Way. Uh oh, that was a very similar time. I think Samba the Amigo Wii was two thousand and eight, Journey of Dreams was 07... if I remember correctly.
1: But the development could have started around about the same
0: time, so Yeah. Oh no, I just checked my my shelf of Wii games. The unho the unholy two are sat right next to each other. Knight's Journey of Dreams followed by Samba the Amigo. Two of the most crushing Wii games I think I've ever played because they destroyed my Sega my favourite Sega franchise is.
1: I don't know for playing Journey of Dreams I cannot play the original
0: Knights. You disgust me, you right? get out my call. <laughs> <laughs> uh True says I remember buying Journey of Dreams full price for £40 and the next day it was on sale or next week it was on sale for £20. That's because that game wasn't very good. It's like one of those games that makes me cry actually, let's be fair. I think I got I'll my... Say... Oh, we're gone. I'll
1: say I did Bad the... Was it like, Should we say the HD part of the original nights? Yeah. But I just couldn't get into it as much as I could
0: with Journey of Dreams. I'm the complete opposite. I couldn't get into Journey of Dreams at all. Like It, it didn't feel like Nights to me. It felt like a completely different game.
1: I think it probably for me is because my first true experience with Knights was on the way.
0: Mm, that is a good point, I, it's like the uh, the Metal Gear Solid 5 effect, people seem to really love that one when they first play it, but actual fans of the series don't really seem to like that one. And then and same with Knights.
1: Yeah, and we've gone way off topic for our shirts. it's the Dreamcast Hour with Vapor and we're We have, about but
0: there was technically a Knights game almost on Dreamcast, so it counts. Sonic Adventure? No, um, I actually get to talk about it very soon, in fact. And Wait very minute, soon I, you'll find out. I think, I think I know what you're talking about. Don't spoil it, but yes. But um, let's just read through the Discord and then I'll drag you back. So truth has found your Dreams really disappointing. Don't think I completed it, but it does have really good music. Uh, it's something I can agree with. Great soundtrack. Just, it's not what I wanted. I waited ten years. Well, I didn't because I didn't play Nights when it was released. In fact, I didn't play anything at that time or do anything at that time because I wasn't born.
1: I will admit there is one thing from the original nights I do like compared to the uh, Journey of Dreams. Well, it had the, it had the better kids version of Dreams, Dreams.
0: Okay, right now something we can agree with on nights finally.
1: But I still do like uh, the Will and Helen version of the uh, song
0: yeah they're good but anyway i'm gonna have to rush through the Discord because we're gonna have to track someone else on in a second <laughs> you've been on for quite a while uh... i can't revseeg says i wish there was an sc for pc any of the five is good i'm gonna think that means Soul Calibur. and yes i would i would want to see that one of the three are RavSieg's most played games ever uh... true says i like raphael retric says my sister got journey of dreams for something like 2.99 not too long after it was out The experience was more than worth the price for it. It is quite a lot of game for that sort of money. I think I got mine for about... I think mine was about 50p from uh, local CEX. God, This just
1: just shows how much Sega games dropped quickly in price on the Wii, despite the actually good quality they produced for the console.
0: I've never paid more than £5 for a Wii game that Sega made. Not even... uh, What about Sonic Colours? Um, How much did I get Sonic Colors for? I think I got it, or I used like a voucher or something, so I think I got Sonic Colors lower than that somehow, I don't remember. Because I paid £15
1: uh, brand new.
0: Wait, that is a lie, I did play full price for Sonic Unleashed on the Wii when that came out in the day. I only paid
1: £10 for that and that still seemed like it wasn't worth the money. Hashtag Wii, hashtag Wii version sucks.
0: Yep, but anyway, you've been on for long enough, I'm going to have to drag you back. Any final words? Uh, keep up the sucky shit. Wow, that's rude. Right, you're leaving now, bye. Yes, yeah, so there we go, that's Rude Jamie, You likes to disrespect me on every single episode of this show. But speaking of people who disrespect me and ruin my show, why don't we drag on another one? And welcome to the madness, or as I like to call it, the Discord Call-In. Hello! Good evening, I.O. What would you like to talk about today? Um,
2: it's kind of uh, in regards to um, stuff that we uh, talked about um, in Discord a while ago. Go on. I mean, I'm not going to talk about that um, that really rubbish um, game company um, it's, um, because it's nothing to do with the Dreamcast. Um, but that is one of the reasons why I love Dreamcast um, because it doesn't have any um, any games from that rubbish game developers that we won't speak of
0: yes that, those who shall not be mentioned
2: that's right I mean it's like um, recently obviously, I mean this is, this is Dreamcast so um, talking about like a virtual, um, virtual strike uh, uh, street fighter 5 sorry. Um with, like people like moaning on um, on Facebook about this that and the other about the game and such and I always find myself defending Capcom um, simply because of how much um, that they, they they did really well for the Dreamcast they, they seem to love it quite a lot the amount of games that they brought out on it when a lot of other game developers were were either just not making any games or they just made like one or two games.
0: They did really seem to heavily push the Dreamcast, and I think they were one of the only third-party developers who really seemed to love the console.
2: That's it. I mean, they, it's like there's like one one game that they they literally made for Dreamcast. I think it eventually got ported to the 2 It was actually first on the Dreamcast, um, and that, that was like quite a quite a surprise, really, with the climate at the time.
0: I'm really going to derail the topic, but it's a bit like the Wii U, like, at first everyone was developing third-party games for that, and then, you know, they all just went, eh, hey, we're going to Xbox One and PS4 now. Dreamcast was the same, it was like, yeah, all the third-party developers love this system, a year into it, okay, it's dying, we're going to put all our games over to the PS2 now, bye. Yeah, true, but it's it's like... It's a bit weird. I was like
2: doing Google search on like uh, what Capcom games were on Dreamcast, and it seems to be kind of like empty because there's a lot of games that I remember that aren't on that list, which is a little bit confusing for me. Um, although a lot of them were only Japanese ones. Uh,
0: by any chance, did you look up published by Capcom or did you look developed by Capcom? Because there might be a lot more if you looked up developed. I'm not certain.
2: Um, I just looked, I don't know which one it was, it just said like Capcom Games for um the Dreamcast. Ah, okay. But yeah, there's like loads of games that weren't on there, like Street Fighter 2, um, the um, X version, um things like that.
0: More specifically, i gotta I got to have a question to get us back on topic. Do you have an arcade port in particular that we haven't spoke about yet, or we have, and I didn't go into detail, that you'd like to talk about? I love the silence, yes. <laughs> That's the only way you can tell it's a real Dreamcast Hour episode. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I don't
2: know which one to talk about, really. I mean, I mean it's, it's just generally just on the Dreamcast, it's, so, it's one of the reasons why it's my favourite console, that it just feels very fresh and very arcade Um Whereas a lot of other consoles were. With, like quite quite a lot of like first person season maps or, or um things like that um okay i know I talk um I talk, well, uh i
0: don't know which one to talk i've really. got play play. one which you could talk about you quite like palestone 2 don't you i've not
2: played that yet. i have got it i've got um a promo um promo copy of that game but i'm not actually around to playing it um when uh Me 3 got announced um I kind of looked on, the, um, on on eBay for Dreamcast games and a lot of people realised that this was the time to sell because there was a lot of interest when people are going on looking for Shenmue. Um, so uh, I looked on there and I got a lot of games. Um, I mean, for example, I, I, mean, I think one of, the, one of my favourite games that's not really talked about that much um, is uh, Out Trigger. Um, it's a really fresh look on first-person shooter mobs. Um, Yu Suzuki basically kind of looked at first-person shooting mobs and thought, okay, that's an interesting, like, concept, but it can get a bit kind of repetitive and a bit boring, um, just going around looking for keys and such. Um, whereas without Outroke, with the, um, very small maps, um, in the arcade style, it was a very fresh kind of, um, way of doing it. and I so say that's what I just feel like. What happened with Dreamcast? There's a lot of like genres and well, different genres, but even genres that were set in like stone, like from PCs and other games, um, the Dreamcast um, made it made them fresh and more
0: arcadey and more fun. Sorry, going back to an earlier topic, um, the the Shenmue price spike, in particular, when Shenmue Three was announced, really affected Dreamcast, and we still haven't really covered, recovered from it. Because, like, when Shenmue 3 was announced, the price of Dreamcast and the consoles on the games just spiked through the roof. Like, I got, mine, I got mine a week before Shenmue 3 was announced, and I think that was incredibly lucky, because I got it for £10. I checked eBay, like, after Shenmue 3, and they were all being sold for, like, £60. I think I got a good deal.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, with eBay sales and stuff, you've just got to be patient and, and wait ages for the right um, sale. I mean, I... I bought one after sending throughs and I got a second dreamcast and I spent forty pounds on it and it came with an extra controller and like a couple of memory cards and a vibration pack and like three games. So um, it, it's, it's two sided really. I think of that on the one side, yes, if you would have bought it before then um, bought things before then you would have got it cheaper. But because the price rises, a lot of games went on there. Before then I don't think there was quite as many um, especially the more rarer games um, on there. Um, whereas, whereas when Send Me Free one there was a lot more people selling, so because I I waited and I was like reasonably sensible with my purchases, I got a lot and I thought it was a good value price.
0: Okay, right, so anyway, I'm gonna have to move on. So uh, you got any sort of last quick bits you wanna say before I drag you back to your Doom?
2: Might um, as well go on with what I was just saying before. I mean, I, I bought um, Shenmue, um Power poppy um, for fifty pounds, and it was like really good um, quality. Um, you know, it was really good condition, and obviously a lot of people think, God, fifty pounds is like really expensive for a game that's like what's, what sixteen, seventeen years old or something, but. Um, but I mean I, I spent 60 pounds on the US copy when it first came out um, and I think, it's, I think it's worth the value so so I, I don't think it was ridiculously expensive I, 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 was, I felt lucky that, that there was um, a copy that was, that, that was in that good condition because I don't think someone who kept it um, in that good condition would have actually bothered to sell it if it was only selling for like 10-15 pounds
0: that is a good point anyway uh, thank you so much for coming on any final words for a drag you back, as in, you know, your usual cue? Um, yeah, no, just that, yeah, go on then. No, you're supposed to scream, go on. I haven't hit the three, two, one. Three, two, one. 1. Ah! And there goes Meme Lord himself. So that was our Discord call-in. Uh, if you'd like to par- participate in a future Discord call-in, maybe next week or the week after, uh, just join slash Discord, and then that's all you need to do. Obviously, you need to have a microphone, and you need to join the chill out room. But aside from that, there's really not that much to it, and you could be on the show. But anyway, we're gonna play some music now, and this is my Sega track of the week. And what is my Sega track of the week? I didn't write it down. Um, this is Multiple Futures Quartet Quartet Theme from uh, Hatsune Miku. Get ready, the album, because I've been listening to this all week. You wanna call so I can talk about skies? No. <laughs> so anyway, enjoy.
3: To listen
2: to this show again Download the podcast That will be available shortly On RadioSega.net
3: And the iTunes store Or stream it on Stitcher
0: And welcome back to the show And that was um, Quartet theme Miku remix Because I didn't write that down Because I'm an idiot And people were asking, why are we playing Miku on a Dreamcast show? And more specifically, why are we playing the Quartet theme on a Dreamcast show? Because it's Sega Track of the Week. It's the Sega Track that I've been listening to quite a lot this week. That's why it's on there. People always have a question about that segment. (laughs) And, um, True couldn't figure out where the song was from, despite me, you know, saying it's from Quartet. Apparently it sounds like a Sonic song, and Retrix answered because the melody in the song is very similar to It Doesn't Matter from Sonic Adventure. Perhaps it could have been a, um, you know a homage, much like Sonic 3D Blast music in Sonic Adventure, they seem to like to borrow a lot of music from other games in Sonic Adventure, but um, Retrick said, didn't didn't hear this version of the track, didn't know there was a Miku cover there is, There's there's a great Miku album called Get Ready, which has a bunch of Sega remixes, it's great But anyway, we need to actually get on with the end of the show, because unfortunately we have come to the end of this week's show. So I'd like to thank everyone who got their votes in. I'm gonna be honest, arcade ports and RPGs... um, RPGs were actually ahead for quite a lot of the time, and then also for quite a lot of the time they were tired. And then one vote swayed the whole poll towards arcade games, and it was about ten minutes before I closed the poll or something like that, and it put arcade games to number one was it ten minutes i can't remember it's about half an hour uh, but one vote put arcade ports in number one despite the fact that RPGs had been in number one most of the time so uh, thanks for everyone who participated in them, sorry if, you, if the show you wanted didn't get picked as the next week's show We'll be getting into the spirit of the Dreamcast final days, and we'll be talking about all the cancelled games for the system, as there were so many towards the end of its life. But before then, we still got a whole week, and since I'm the last show of the week, let's see what's coming up on your Radio Sega Live week. And that also requires me to go onto the shows page, which takes effort. Yeah. Okay, So Mondays we have the Manic Monday show with KC Uh, Don't know what's happening this week He normally posts his uh, blog post After my show is done So after that we have the chart topping show With Rav Seek once again We're hoping for that uh, hashtag let's tap number one No? Okay Uh, Sega Addicts AM Wednesdays at 12 Hidden Palace uh, Wednesdays at 10 Sega Lounge Thursdays at 8 Sega Mixed Drives Fridays at 9 RSN Live Saturdays at 2am a voice voices say Saturdays at 3pm the blue zone at Sundays at 5pm and the dreamcast hour at Sundays at 7pm all of those were in uh, GMT and if you don't know what that is in your time zone then convert it <laughs> that's all I'm going to say so uh, let's see if we've got anything else from our discord and if not then we're going to have to uh, you know be getting on our ways I guess so let's see what else Um, just see what the discord's been getting up to the weirdness in here um, True's getting angry because there was one track in between it. Oh, sorry, one vote in between it, and uh, you know, one vote in in between the skies of Arcadia episode. <laughs> Not gonna go down well, is it? No. Anything for skies. Um, okay, I think we're done around here. Unless anyone has anything else to say, and I'm just gonna guess so. So we're gonna play Dark Castle Area Two from Power Stone Two to play off the end of the show. So enjoy. 4-7.